My friend, you are great and you're called to even greater. Now, what does that mean? Well, we're going to tap into that on this podcast. My name is Danielle and you are listening to Greater Works. Hello and welcome back to Greater Works. So happy that you decided to tune in to another episode. We are going to have a really good time today, I hope. And um, I hope right now that you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week, that you're staying safe, you're staying healthy in this quarantine situation that we have going on. Um, And I hope everyone connected to you, your family and your friends are doing well as well. Now, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's topic because I have a lot that I want to share with you and I don't have a lot of time to do it. So here we go. Today's topic is paralyzing questions. You know, a month ago when this whole quarantine situation started, I thought that working from home was going to be the answer to all of my questions. I thought that I'd get more things done for my business. I thought that I would be able to take more consultations. I thought I'd be able to, you know, take meetings and just live my best entrepreneurial life, right? But I found that being home for extended periods of time has made me kind of lazy. Like all I want to do is sleep and eat and that's it, literally. But in being home, um, I found that I can't use the excuse of not having time anymore, not having time to work on my business, not have not having time to write my book, not having time to really develop the products and the services that I wanted to originally develop when I started Poise Studios. And all of those things that I excused not doing because I worked a full-time job, I can't use those things as, as an excuse anymore. Just reflecting on that led me to post a question on social media that says, Since you can no longer complain about not having time, what's really holding you back? I believe that one of the most fascinating things about this season that we're in is all of the possibilities that can happen. You have more free time on your hands. You have all of the buckets of resources from YouTube and and all of these online courses that are offering discounts and things. And it's like, what do you do with all this information? It's so ironic to me that a lot of us have acquired all of this new time and all of these new resources to do the things that we've always wanted to do, yet we feel so stuck and so confused about what to do with all of it. If we're not careful, we will be sitting at this fork in the road for way too long trying to make a decision. And why that's not an option is because this pandemic is going to end. And when it ends, you want to leave and and get out of this season better than when you entered the season. How unfortunate would it be for you to enter the season uh, a month ago, confused about your purpose and, you know, trying to figure out what to do to have all of this free time, to have all of these resources available to you for months on an end and then come out of that situation still in the same boat. To me, that seems defeating and I don't want that for you. 
So today I want to confront what I believe is the real reason why we haven't started on those things that we've always said that we wanted to do. And that's because of the paralyzing questions that are circling around and around in our heads. I've identified three questions just in my own reflection time. So the first question, what happens next? It stems from a fear of what's to come. Another form of this could be what if. The second question, which is, can I really? Stems from self-doubt and a sense of inadequacy about what God has called you to do. The third question is, how do I? Which is an overwhelming pressure to do the right thing. And to be completely honest, I've had to deal with these questions all week, even with this podcast. So filming this episode Originally, I wanted it to be centered around worry and fear, which was a very general topic in itself. And I found myself putting it off um, to the end of the week because I just didn't know where I was supposed to go with it. And instead of actually sitting down and like figuring it out, I thought, you know, it'll, it'll come to me. I'll figure it out eventually not knowing that I was literally paralyzing the production of this episode because I wouldn't just confront the questions that I had about it. So right before I pressed record, I decided that I was going to write down some notes and just jot down some things, but nothing was flowing. And I just was so a little frustrated, I guess you can say, because I was like, I need to get this podcast done. I need to get this podcast done. But I stopped And I prayed because I remembered that I didn't want to produce anything out of a need to produce or feeling pressured to produce. I really wanted to produce something that people could be edified by, something that people really needed. And I knew that I needed God's support in order to do that. So I prayed. I decided to have some quiet time first before recording and In that quiet time, God literally answered my questions. I began reading Acts 3 and 4. And in these chapters, John and Peter were on their way to the temple to pray and to worship. And they saw a blind man begging on the side of the road. So they call upon the Holy Spirit to heal this this disabled man. The disabled man gets up, he runs into the temple, he's shouting, he's dancing, and he's so thrilled about what happened that it causes a commotion. And all of the people that were in there worshiping kind of run up to Peter and John. And Peter uses this as an opportunity to tell everyone about the power of Jesus Christ. Now, keep in mind, Peter is speaking about the Jesus that these people had just crucified on the cross and who had just rose from the dead. So it's a really sensitive topic, you can imagine, in this time. But Peter is still driving home the message that, you know, you guys put this man to death. He, there was no fault found in him, yet uh, his power has returned to us and he is healing people even from the grave. So some of the Jews that were in the temple, the uh, police authorities and some of the priests got really upset by these messages and offended. So they arrested Peter and John, took them to jail to await a trial that they would have the next day with the Jewish leaders. 
The next day, Peter and John go before the Jewish leaders and they present their case. They basically share the message of Jesus Christ again. They tell them about the miracle they performed. They tell them about the power that allowed them to perform the miracle. And the Jewish leaders literally were amazed. Acts 4.13 says, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in opposition. Isn't it so great that God's miracles speak for themselves? <sighs> I love it. One thing that I want to point out is that Peter and John weren't overly educated. They weren't eloquent. They weren't, you know, these master scholars or, or, or anything like that. But God was still able to use them, which answers the question, can I really? If God can use ordinary fishermen to convert Jewish leaders, and I'm talking rulers, elders, scribes, these were highly educated people. If he can use uneducated fishermen to convert and to share the gospel to Jewish leaders. What more could he do with you? Okay, I just had to point that out. But back to the story. In these scriptures, we see a dynamic shift between the elders and the rulers of the Jewish community. While they had just had this encounter with God, had just experienced God in a miracle form, they immediately start to ask these paralyzing questions to themselves. Verse 15 says they ordered them um, who Peter and John to leave. And then they started to confer among themselves saying, what should we do with these men? For an obvious sign has been done through them clear to everyone living in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But so that this does not spread any further among the people, let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in this name again. These Jewish leaders were extremely worried about what was going to happen next. John and Peter have been traveling, spreading the message, and the community of Christian believers had grown to 5,000. They were worried that if this message kept spreading, more and more people would figure out what they had done, that they had killed an innocent man who had come to the earth to save us, who had um, done all of these signs and miracles, and that he had rose from the dead to still complete all of these miracles through John and Peter. The fear of what would happen caused them to want to silence the evangelism that Peter and John were doing in the community. What I really want to emphasize here is that paralyzing questions can come from a variety of sources. It can come from outside forces such as family, friends, um, loved ones, your church community. The best example I could think of would be a single person having their parents constantly asking when are you getting married or when are you going to finally settle down? Or these questions could come straight from the enemy as thoughts that uh, plague our mind on a day-to-day basis. These could be questions like, I have zero dollars in the bank. Can I really afford to go back to school? 
I want you to know that the goal of all of these thoughts and questions and fears, the purpose for them is to halt you in your progress. They can really create a sense of confusion and doubt about where you currently are and where you want to go next. Anytime you're faced with a, what happens next? Can I really? How do I? It's not time to sit down and start doubting yourself or start second guessing your your choices in life. It's time to push forward and really answer those questions so that you can keep moving forward and so that you don't become stagnant. The best way to do this is to adopt the mentality that um, John and Peter had. Peter's response to their threats and to their um, put downs was so gangsta. He said, whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Instead of letting questions doubts and fears silence Peter and John, they chose obedience. They chose to listen to what God told them to do with the great commission, which was to go out into all of the earth and to spread the message of Jesus Christ in hopes that people would come into the knowledge of him. They could have been plagued with questions of what if um, I'm not, or how could I, or how do I, especially because they were um, coming up against Jewish leaders who had just killed their leader. They said that following God was not an option. Doing what God told them to do was not an option. Obedience was something that they felt like they had to do over everything else. Now, I'm not telling you to break any laws or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when it comes to paralyzing questions, questions that threaten your identity, questions that threaten the things that you know God has called you to do, you have to choose obedience to God over everything. I think what's amazing is that not only did John and Peter give us an example of boldness, they literally in the next couple of um, scriptures pray the same boldness over all the children of God. Verse 29 says, and now Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders to be performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I want you to know the real reason why you're being attacked mentally with these questions is because your assignment is connected to miracles, signs, and wonders. You a big deal, okay? The verse continues to say, As they prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. I don't know about you, but I received that prayer, and I speak those same um, things over you. I pray that you will speak boldly when questions seem to be overwhelming to you when when your next step seems to be unclear i pray that you will speak boldly the word of god over your life i pray that you will speak his promises that you will speak affirmations and that you won't be stuck in your head about what's next about what you really can do and about how to do it at the end of the day, the things that you're worrying about, those questions that are plaguing you aren't going to matter if you never take a step. You know what I mean? Like you can't 
worry about what's going to happen next if you never are going to really go out and figure out what's going to happen next. So don't worry about those things. Instead, worry about cultivating boldness in your walk with God by practicing obedience to him. Speak when God tells you to speak. Pray when God tells you to pray. Say no when God tells you to say no. Say yes when God tells you to say yes. Aim to include God in every aspect of your life, from your morning routine to your night routine. And God will honor that by giving you all of the answers to the questions that have been plaguing you. Going back to me preparing for this podcast episode, when I started it, I didn't know what I was doing, but I decided to spend time with God. I decided to declare and pray the confirmation of the fact that I know that he put this podcast in me. I know he gave it to me. So I know that he will give me the words to say on it. You have to be that bold and and that confident in what God has told you to do. And actually in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how you can be confident and bold in um, the things that God has told you to do. And that starts with being able to confirm that God gave it to you. So Um, On the next episode, we're going to be talking about God ideas. But just for this episode, I want you to get into the habit of practicing obedience, because before you can walk into anything that God has told you to do, you have to be obedient. You have to be able to address the questions that plague you, those paralyzing questions of what if, um, what happens next? Can I really? And you have to address those before you walk into anything that God has you walk into. So repeat after me, I am great and I'm called to even greater. Yes, you absolutely are. And I pray that no paralyzing questions, no doubts, no fears, no worries that try to plague your brain will ever, ever get you off your game or allow you to stop and be stagnant when it comes to you pursuing greater. What I would really love for you to do before our next episode is to write down all of the questions in your brain that scare you. Um, Any of your questions that refer to what if, what's next, can I really, how do I do this, how do I do that? I really want you to write all of those down. Right under those questions, I want you to start answering them with affirmations. So for instance, if your questions center around, how do I get my business up and running? I want you to write beside that affirmations like, I am more than equipped to handle my business. I'm more than equipped to get my business off the ground. I have unlimited resources available to me to get my business off the ground. Google is my friend. I want you to answer these questions because a lot of the times the questions that we have aren't rooted in real thoughts. A lot of the time we formed a reality in our head that's based around insecurities. And once you get it on paper, you will see how untrue the things that you're letting circulate in your head are. So that is your assignment for before our next meeting. Um, Take your time with it. I know that it might be scary, but once you get into it, you will find that it is very liberating. I promise.
I love you. I thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to dive into next week's topic with you. But until then, I hope that you really practice obedience. I hope that you are really spending time with God um, and enjoying his presence and allowing him to answer those questions for you and affirm you. I would absolutely love to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you have time, please make sure to hit me up on social media at Poise Studios or at Danielle Writes It. You can also email me at info at poisestudios.com with your questions, comments, and concerns. And lastly, please share this podcast episode with anybody that you believe could benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until we meet again, take care.